Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this episode, Doug shares his heart over the war in Israel and the crisis in the Middle East. Let's join our host, Doug Stringer. Like many of you, this past Saturday, October 7th, I was awakened to the horrific news of what was taking place in Israel. As I began to open up my emails, looking at my text messages, I realized I was actually seeing some messages and emails from people and friends in Israel. Some of those messages were coming from people sheltering in bunkers in the midst of the ongoing attacks by Hamas, who were sending a barrage of rockets into Israel. After turning on the news and seeing the horrific pictures and sights, hearing stories of kidnappings and murders and the atrocity and the chaos and the aftermath, as well as seeing the text messages and emails I was receiving, it was heartbreaking. I'm sure like many of you, we were overwhelmed in that moment with the images still in our mind and thinking of all the people that were suffering in the midst of the uncertainties, suffering chaos. So we went to our knees in agreement and prayer, joining with millions of people around the world, praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for the health and healing of the nation of Israel, and praying for the aftermath of what would take place. In contrast to what we were seeing before our very eyes, Lisa and I were just finishing up two days of meetings in Miami, where we had been invited guests for the Love Has No Limits and the one-day Miami and South Florida inaugural luncheon, where hundreds of pastors from the region gathered. After such an amazing time, and then to wake up on Saturday morning to see the horrific views and the messages and the stories of what was happening in Israel, truly was deeply heartbreaking. After Lisa and I finished praying to head to the Miami airport to head back to Houston, I received a message to see if I could join in on a national emergency Zoom prayer call facilitated by Intercessors for America. So from our Miami hotel room, before we checked out, I definitely wanted to join in on that Zoom prayer call because I do believe in the agreement is a place of power, that God hears the cries of his people. And we were joining in with hundreds and thousands and even millions of people around the world who are crying out for the peace of Jerusalem and peace in Israel and peace in the Middle East. During that emergency national Zoom prayer call, I was asked to share some of my thoughts and prayer points. I also wrote that some of our friends had already messaged me that morning from bunkers and even shelters and receiving messages via email and text messages from many friends. Here are some of my personal thoughts, because it was the 21st day of Tishri that I've been sharing and praying about for quite some time. See, Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles, ended October 6th, and interestingly, the attack on Israel came at the end of Sukkot and the beginning of Shabbat that evening, October 6th, and the 21st day of Tishri, which goes through the end of Saturday, October 7th. Around 520 BC, it was also on the 21st day of Tishri, that God spoke to Haggai to speak to Zerubbabel, to Joshua the high priest, and to all the people of the land. And here's what he said, Be strong and work, for I am with you. And he says, Remember covenanted promises. Remember the covenants of God. Number three, Do not fear or be afraid. And number four, For his spirit remains with us. Later in that very scripture of Haggai chapter 2, the Lord speaks through Haggai to say all these things because... When I shake heaven and earth, sea and dry land. In other words, there will be shakings. There will be challenges. When these things happen, remember, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, that we are part of an unshakable kingdom. That became a point of prayer for me. I began to cry out to God saying, on this very 21st day of Tishri, the year 5784, just like you did and spoken 
520 B.C. through Haggai to Zerubbabel, the governmental authorities, to Joshua, the representation of the priesthood, the royal priesthood today, and speaking to all the people of the land, that when you shake heaven and earth, when sea and dry land are shaken, that we are to be people who do not walk in fear, but we walk in the promises and the covenant promises of God, that we also keep our faith in the Lord, that we continue to be strong, keep working, because we know the Spirit of God is with us. It's hard to see these things when we're going through very difficult circumstances and situations. But I felt it was important for me to pray into what was happening on the 21st day of Tishri in Israel that would reverberate and affect every one of us around the world. And I was crying out on behalf of the church of my own nation, crying out on behalf of the peace of Jerusalem, crying out on behalf of the peace and the protection of the land of Israel, praying for all those who would be affected around the world because of this horrific act of hatred and terrorism. We know there will never be peace without the Prince of Peace on the throne of our hearts. And yet we can be assured and know that God keeps His promises. And just like in 520 B.C., just like in 2023, just like on the 21st day of Tishri of the year 5784, 2023, October 6th, going into October 7th throughout the day, that on that 21st day of Tishri, in the midst of a horrific act, we also have this promise, be strong. Keep working. Don't be afraid. Remember God's covenanted promises because His Spirit remains with us. And when heaven and earth are shaken and sea and dry land, that we have this to hold on to, that God says that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. We know literally that's the context that was given through Haggai in 520 BC. It's a promise given every year and for the future of Israel. We know it's a promise to the God's covenant to Israel. But we also know for the rest of us that we can hold on to these promises in context to not just literal, but also what God is trying to get us to do, to stay in a posture on our knees in prayer, to go deeper in our place of consecration with God, higher in expectation in the Lord, and to be able to stand for the times in which we're living, not in fear, but in faith, with courage, so that we can be strong and keep working, that we can represent the light of God in the world of darkness, that we can continue to dispense the fragrance of heaven in the midst of a world that seems messed up, and stinky right now. It is up to us right now to take a posture of humility before God in personal repentance, corporate repentance, just like it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. We need a healing in our personal lives. We need a healing in our own nation. We need a healing in the land. We need God's intervention and health and protection and peace and healing in Israel, and we need God's intervention to all the nefarious, dark things that are taking place. As you've heard me say for months, there would be a time of exposure, that God was going to expose nefarious and dark things, at the same time spotlighting that which He's doing in the midst of His people and through His people. And secondly, there would be implosions of all those institutions and things we put our trust in. Our only hope, our only trust is in the unshakable kingdom of God. And thirdly, in the 
midst of all that, we would see explosions after explosions. But I believe that was twofold. One is the explosions of the things that were going on in the world. But at the same time, God's dunamis explosions and manifest presence would come in the midst of these difficult times. It is our time. It is our moment to stand in faith, to cry out to God, to stand with Israel, to pray for health and healing and the exposure of nefarious things and dark things at every level, and also to pray for God's intervention in the midst of a world where people's hearts are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with stress and anxiety and fear. It's a time not to walk in fear, but to be a people of faith. It's time for us to be a lighthouse in the storms of life and the fog of life. It's time for us to give direction and guidance in the midst of a world that is in anarchy and chaos and lawlessness. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's up to us to start with our posture from our knees and from our knees to hear from God for the wisdom of God to stand up, to stand firm, and to go forth and be what God's called us to be. So I do believe in an uncanny way that God is speaking to us now, even as he spoke to Zerubbabel, to Joshua, and to the people of the land. We're facing so many disruptions and distractions that can keep us away from the purposes of God in our lives and to make sure we stay away from the noise pollutions of media and politicking and all the different things would try to get us distracted. We need to hear the voice of God like never before. We need to be strong and to work and to know that God is with us, that we would remember his covenanted promises over Israel as well as over our lives, that we would not walk in fear but in faith, and that he, we would know that his spirit remains with us. Another scripture that we've been praying over what's happening in Israel in the Middle East that we will all be affected by and are being affected by is out of Psalm 121. And it says this, and it's in the context, obviously, of God speaking about protecting Israel. But he's also speaking to all of us. God, the help of those who seek him. I'm crying out on behalf of Israel. I'm crying out on behalf of the church and our posture and our stance. I'm crying out for us to get back to a biblical understanding of who we are in the Lord and who we need to be in representing the Lord as ambassadors of Christ. We are not ambassadors of this world. We are not ambassadors of political parties. We are ambassadors of the Lord. And the world today needs to see ambassadors of the Lord, those who are like lighthouses in the midst of storms, in the midst of the fog, that give guidance and direction out of the fogginess of life. Psalm 121 says this, let this be a prayer. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved or shaken. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Now, again, I know that's in the context, biblical context of the land of Israel. But those of us who've been grafted in, we too need to be praying in agreement because agreement is the place of power. I've also been praying out of Isaiah 37, when King Hezekiah was under attack by the nations around him, when his people were under attack, they were surrounded. And he said, 
God, this is a day of trouble and distress for the children are ready to come forth, but there's no strength to bring them forth. We can see a lot of biblical context here, but let's look at this in the spiritual context right now. In the midst of what we see happening in Israel, what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening around the world, this is a day of trouble. This is a day of rebuke and contemptibility and blasphemy. This is a time when we should be moving forward in a generation coming into its destiny. It is a time when Israel should be flourishing and being a blessing to the nations. It is these times, and yet the nations are raging against the things of God. And so I'm reminded of how even Hezekiah prayed. When he received all these accusations, he received all these threats from the surrounding enemy. This is what he said in verse 14 of Isaiah. Isaiah 37. He received the letter from the hand of the messengers and he read it. He went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. I can just see it now as we lay before the presence of God, as we lay out all these accusations, these blasphemies, these fears, these attacks, this enemy's attack against God and against his people, that we too would lay these as a petition before the altar of God in the house of God. And he prayed and he said, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, The one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of the enemy, so to speak, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Ultimately, it's to reproach the living God. Where is your God? That's always the question, isn't it? Where is your God? If he is your God, where is he? This is a time for us to go before the Lord in corporate agreement and prayer and saying, God, we need you to open your eyes to see, incline your ears to hear. Let the world know that you are God. You're still on the throne. We see in Colossians chapter one that the son of God's love, it says that he was the preeminent one. He is the one who made all things two through four and by him, all kingdoms, principalities, rulerships, and dominions seen and unseen are subject to him. Christians especially. It's our responsibility to pray biblically, to pray over a covenant relationship with the living God. We've been grafted in. It's our responsibility to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to pray for the protection of Israel, and to pray for the peace of the Middle East, and to pray for the church around the world to be a light that shines in the midst of darkness. Now, I love Hezekiah's concluding prayer in verse 20 of Isaiah 37. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that's the enemy, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, you alone. Our posture in repentance and humility before God, that the world will know as we stand and pray for Israel, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that all the kingdoms of the earth and the kingdoms of this world will know that God, he alone is God. And that we as Christians who have been grafted in through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, by which all things were made to, through, for, and by Him, every principality, rulership, kingdom, and dominion is subject to Him. We have an authority on our knees. We have an authority in a posture of repentance and humility. We have an authority when we agree together in a biblical mandate to pray for Jerusalem, to pray for Israel, to pray for the nations, because God's covenant is always true. If God can break covenant with Israel, he can break covenant with us. But God is not a covenant breaker. God is a God who keeps his promises, and he's a covenant keeper. It's important for us right now, like never before, to stand and to pray. 
I really want this podcast to be an opportunity to provoke us all to pray, regardless of your political persuasion, regardless of your background, but that you would truly open your hearts to say, Jesus, open my eyes to see, incline my ears to hear, that we would be able to pray with wisdom and sensitivity and not to be filled with hate, not to be filled with destruction of lives, but realizing this is how serious it is right now, that what's happening in Israel is a reverberation that will take place around the world if we don't stand now, agree in biblical posture and prayer for God's covenanted promises. Now, let me premise some of these comments, and then we'll close in prayer. There are many people that live in Palestine, that are Palestinians, that live in surrounding communities in Gaza and the West Bank and other areas, and they too are suffering from the atrocities of Hamas's actions. So I'm not talking about all people groups. I'm talking about the right for Israel to secure its borders, to stand in protection of itself. But at the same time, there are people like Hamas and Hezbollah and others. And because of their actions and because of their atrocious activity that are causing other people to suffer. So there are people that are Palestinians and other people in the surrounding areas that are also suffering because of the atrocious actions of Hamas. Becky Keenan, the founder and president of One with Israel, says the barbaric massacre of innocent civilians perpetrated by the terrorist group Hamas, whose charter literally calls for all Jews to be destroyed, is being played out almost in real time in front of the eyes of the entire world. Citizens of other nations have been murdered in this unprovoked, well-planned and funded invasion of Israel. This is a crime against humanity that must be stopped with determination, strong resolve, and perspective. If we say nothing at this time, not only will we be guilty of the death of thousands, but also of Western civilization as we know it. On Monday morning, October 9th, I was actually on another international prayer gathering with some key leaders from various nations, including from Israel. Albert Vexler, the founder and president of Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast all around the world, has become a friend. A couple of days ago, he said the world changed on Saturday, October the 7th, when Hamas terrorists breached Israel's borders by sea, land, and air, and occupied over 20 Israeli communities, murdered more than 700, wounded 2,156 of Israeli civilians, of whom 358 are in serious condition, and captured over 130 Israeli children, women, and men as hostages inside of Gaza. Iranian security officials helped plan Hamas's surprise attack on Israel and gave the green light for the attack at a meeting in Beirut last Monday. He goes on to say, Now the northern border is heating up as Hezbollah has been challenging the Israeli defense forces. Please pray for the wounded and those who lost their loved ones. They will have to process the horrible traumas in the coming weeks, months, and years. He said, Please pray for our soldiers and pilots as they will fight with Israel. The swords of iron, war caught Israel unprepared, but God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will give us a victory. Together, Israel and the civilized world will defy these monsters who perpetrated such barbarous attacks. And he goes on to say, in asking for prayer, Our son is a paratrooper, deployed for the Gaza incursion. We have a request from our soldiers as they are getting ready to enter Gaza. They're not properly equipped and need body armor. Now, if you've ever met Albert Vexler... You would know that he has a heart for all people. And as he was facilitating this international Zoom call to pray for Israel and pray for the Middle East that he had asked me to participate in and to pray and to read scriptures. If you know anything about Albert, he loves people. He cares for all people. 
and he's very balanced in recognizing personal responsibility individually and even nationwide. And he actually shared, he goes, it's a need for all of us, including in Israel and the church in America, all of us to repent on many levels. And he begins to share the importance that we have to all start with that first personal posture of where we have allowed the enemy to come in, where we have allowed things to take place that are ungodly. What we talked about earlier, where things are done in darkness, things that are done in secret, things that God wants to expose. He wants to spotlight these things. So because the things of this world will continue to implode, but we need to be a people who walk in humility and personal repentance and corporate repentance, just like Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and heal the land. We need a healing of the land in Israel. We need a healing in the land of our hearts. We need a healing of the land in our own nation here in America. We need the healing of the land all around the world. Now, we can't change eschatology. We can't change God's plans for the end times. But we can do this. We can be a light in the midst of the difficulties, a light in the midst of the darkness. And we can stand to do what is right, lest we do nothing. If we do nothing, then we become those who are compromised with the lack of love for the truth. And the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that if we no longer have a love for truth, we'll be turned over to strong delusion. I want to be a lover of truth. I want God's word to be my guiding post and direction. I want to filter everything through the word of God, through the living word who lives in us by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to make sure that I agree with friends like Albert and others that we can see the healing of the land as God keeps his covenant promises. He also goes on to talk about the importance that we all come to that posture of humility. We all come to the place of repentance, even as he's calling and making this call from Israel, as we join together with leaders around the world, key leaders at every level, sharing their hearts from Sweden, Switzerland, from Australia, from Fiji, from here in the United States, from different parts of the world, as we prayed together for the healing of the land. We prayed for humility and repentance for all of us, but also that we would stand with Israel and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and to pray for the enemy to be exposed and to pray for God to intervene like only He can, because He alone is God. Now, many of our friends were literally in Israel on the 21st day of Tishri when all this began to take place. Many were there for spiritual journeys, for different Sukkot and Feast of Tabernacles and other holy days. And I'm sure we'll be getting more reports, first-hand reports of many friends that lived there as those that were in Israel during this time and when it began this past weekend. But our very own Gideon Stanley, literally when he was taking off on October the 7th from Tel Aviv Airport, He says this, please pray for Israel. I was in the Tel Aviv airport Saturday morning, October 7th, going through security. And suddenly security was screaming and asking us all to leave all of our bags, run to the shelter. After 20 minutes, they released us. I was able to get to the gate, onto the airlines. Most flights were delayed. Several of our team from the U.S. were stuck in Tel Aviv. Some of them were asked to go into bomb shelters several times. Please keep Israel in your prayers, he said. He that watches over Israel shall not sleep nor slumber. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon your right side. Would you join with me and take a moment to pray? There's so many other updates that we could share, but I think this is a good time for us to stop to pray for those of our friends that live in Israel, those who live in surrounding areas as well. We have even staff members who have family members that live in surrounding nations in surrounding communities that are all suffering because of what Hamas has been doing and because of Hezbollah and because of radicals. 
So let's pray for all of them. Let's pray for God's protection and health and healing. And so many Christians, even in some of these other nations, are suffering because they're caught in the crossfire. God, I pray right now that even as Hezekiah prayed, this is a day of trouble, distress, blasphemy, contempt. We need, Lord, your intervention. So would you receive the petitions of our heart and our calling out to you as we come to the altar of God, laying out these petitions of our heart before you. I pray, Lord, that God, you would open your eyes to see, that you incline your ears to hear, see what the enemy is trying to do to distract, to destroy, to hurt with such human depravity that is hurting and killing and maiming, destructing people's lives and families. God, would you expose these things in darkness at whatever level, governmental levels, other nations, wherever it may be coming, in our own nation, God, would you expose and put your spotlight on the things that are being done And Father, it's not always what we do proactively. It's not always the sin of commission, but it's our sin of omission, where we do not do the right thing when we know to do it. So Lord, I'm praying right now that you would hear our cries on behalf of Israel, the peace of Jerusalem, all those who are suffering right now, and the reverberations around the world of people who are overwhelmed with stress and fear and anxiety. God, I pray that you would intervene. I know, Lord, there are things that will happen in biblical proportions, but I'm praying, Lord God, right now that you would hear our cries, just like you heard the cries of the people of Nineveh, and you relented for another hundred years. God, I'm not asking for a hundred years, but I am asking you, Lord, would you intervene? Would you intervene in the lives of people that desperately need you right now? Would you open the eyes of people, open the hearts of people, open the minds of people, even those who are doing things that are evil? Would you give them revelation of the work of the cross and the power of the resurrection? And then, Lord, would you protect all of our friends? We have family and friends that are all involved and working in and throughout Israel and throughout the region. Would you have your hand upon them as they continue to be a light in the midst of such struggle and horrific situations and circumstances? God, I'm praying that we recognize that we are a people of faith and not fear, but people that can trust you, a people that are covenant people with you, and a people that can keep our eyes fixed on what you're going to do beyond the current circumstances and situations that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, and that when all that is shaken that can be shaken, we are still part of the unshakable kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.